Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you to this special 100th anniversary episode of Innovation and Compliance. To celebrate this august anniversary, we are going to take things in an extraordinarily different direction today as I'm going to be interviewed, and I'm going to be interviewed by Megan Doherty. Megan is the part of the fabulous production team who puts this podcast together. So she's been a part of it since day one. So she is going to interview me, and then I'm going to turn the tables on her and interview her. So we're going to see where it goes. So Megan, first of all, welcome and thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Oh, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. I love 100th episode celebrations. They're always great from the production end. It's such an achievement for like our team and then for our clients and people who actually get to 100 episodes. It's so huge in podcasting. So I'm really happy and really excited to be here. And I've got a list of very challenging questions that I'm going to be asking you today. And the first one is, of Innovation in Compliance, do you have a favorite episode? You know, I'm the father of a single child. So when (laughs) asked who is my favorite child, I have an easy answer. (laughs) And unfortunately, I love them all. And I love them all equally. That's fair. That's fair. When you look back at the episodes, though, so I won't ask you for your favorite, are there a few that maybe stick out in your mind that kind of come back to you that you think of, even though they're well in the past now? So probably the ones that were some of the most fun for me when we did a series. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we did a series, uh, Sherlock Holmes and Innovation in Compliance. That was a ton of fun Mm -hmm. because of my love for Sherlock Holmes. I did a series with Finn Lachlan. Mm-hmm. And Ben is one of the probably three smartest people I've ever met. So that was, it's always a ton of fun to do a series with Ben just because it's so interesting. He is so knowledgeable in a wide variety of uh, different areas. And the multi-part series are certainly some of the most fun, but really I've loved them all. Well, it's good. I and mean, you mean you obviously love doing podcasts because Innovation Compliance, as your listeners will know, is not your only podcast. I've asked you this personally, and now I'm asking you publicly, how do you create so much content? Because if anyone is listening and doesn't know, there are a lot of podcasts on the network that Tom is involved in. So the problem I have is that I don't, or rather, I have an on and an off switch. <laughs> and when it's on, it's on. And when it's on, it doesn't stop. I don't have a dimmer switch. It just goes and goes and goes. And I'm continually thinking of new ideas for books, new ideas for articles, new ideas for podcasts. And I can't do them all, unfortunately, but I'm never short of ideas. Perfect. And when did you first start thinking, hey, I should have a podcast? What's your podcasting origin story? Just podcast generally? Yeah, just you. Any podcast at all. What's the first time you ever podcasted? The first time I ever podcasted, actually, I was prevailed upon by a colleague named Howard Sklar. I would say long lost, but we actually lost him to the corporate world. He's now a managing director at Morgan Stanley. But Howard was a blogger in the compliance space. And he called me up one day and said, hey, let's do a podcast. And I said, what's a podcast? (laughs) Uh, And Howard took care of all of the production. He did the notes, show notes. 
And as my wife, who was forced to listen to one of our podcast recordings, said, is a perfect <laughs> example of two old women nattering. <laughs> So it started with Howard. We lost Howard to the corporate world, mm -hmm. and I just uh, moved forward. Uh, I took over the podcast that he had uh, started called This Week in FCPA. I started several others of my own, and it moved forward from there. Amazing. Swinging back to innovation and compliance a little bit, if you could have anyone in the entire world come on as a guest, who would you want to interview for innovation and compliance? Hmm. So I have to tell you, Ben Lachlan who I've interviewed uh -huh. multiple times, is one of the most unique individuals. He is a double PhD. He's a science fiction aficionado. He's a sports aficionado. Uh -huh. He's, uh, to me, the most interesting man in the world. And I've been privileged to know Ben for several years and had him on several podcasts. So Ben immediately comes to my mind uh -huh. as someone I would want to talk to again and again. Malcolm Gladwell is probably uh -huh. near the top of the list. There's a very famous podcaster in the sports realm named Bill Simmons, who has the Bill Simmons report. Bill would be high up on the list as well. Good fun. Well, Ben, obviously, I guess you can take that as an invitation to come back onto the show. And Malcolm Gladwell, if you're listening, please, this would be great. Well, wait a minute. You're Canadian. <laughs> I am <Don't> Canadian. <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> if only it were the case. If only. <laughs> So when you look back at the hundred or so episodes of Innovation and Compliance, did you ever really flub during an interview or on a show? And if so, how did you recover from it? I never flub. You never flub. You're so good. <laughs> no, I never flub because one, it's just a conversation. Mm -hmm. Two, it's all part of the charm. And I tell people it's a virtual cup of coffee with Tom. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get them to talk about whatever they're passionate about in the world of innovation or in the world of compliance. And I set out a short outline for each podcast, so I know the general parameters of what I want to ask. Mm -hmm. And I just throw out questions and follow wherever they take me. So the format really lends itself. I have never had to edit out <laughs> any particular words because I'm very cautious uh, and if I do say one of the words that can't be mentioned on a PG podcast, I say that after we stop recording. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. And that's something I think is really interesting because yeah, I'm not from the compliance industry. I'm not from the legal industry, but I really enjoy listening to innovation and compliance and a bunch of your other shows. Like it's accessible even to lay people. Although like, so you're very firmly niched, but very accessible to others. How much do you kind of think about your listener when you're preparing for interviews? Do you have an ideal person in mind or are you just having a great conversation with another human to see who's going to be interested in it? It's much more on the latter. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to have great conversations with people because one, it interests me. Two, people want to tell their stories. And if it's interesting to me and it's a story that is worth getting out, listeners will be there. Awesome. And I've got my last question for you is if someone is thinking about starting their own podcast, like what have the benefits been for you for kind of your personal life, your network, your business, and can other people expect to have those when they're podcasting also? So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, absolutely. You absolutely should start a podcast. After you make that decision, Megan's going to give you her phone number at the end of the podcast <laughs> and you should call her. But it's uh, low cost to enter. In terms of the items you'll need, you'll probably need to purchase a microphone, but the recording software may well be on your computer. If you're on a Mac, it already is. The value of talking to people, talking to customers, talking to clients, talking to people within your organization, it really helps 
drive, a level of not necessarily intimacy. I don't want to suggest that, but it makes you aware of things that you may not have been aware of before. For a business, it can be absolutely instrumental in driving, making people aware of the depth and scope of your business. I have one client who I've done a weekly podcast series over 18 months, and they've told me that I've introduced them, or the podcast series, rather, has introduced them to markets they've previously not been able to tap into, and it's simply because they were talking about their expertise. In terms of my personal benefit, I have the largest social media presence and compliance, and I work, as you say, very diligently on numerous podcasts. So I'm trying to get information out to the compliance community that I think would be useful as well. But a podcast is one more marketing tool. It is a marketing tool that is currently in vogue and in favor. The cost of entry are very low. The level of quality you need is actually, as we discussed, it's a virtual cup of coffee on my podcast. And you can go all the way up from there to, you know, BBC production quality, but you don't need that. And they can be marketed internally. You can use podcasts to communicate internally to your employee base. They can be marketed externally, branded and marketed. It is a fabulous tool that I don't think enough companies are utilizing today. I agree with all of that. (laughs) So I think I was introduced, Megan, to you guys through Mm -hmm. Jeannie Dietrich. Yep, that's if true. I recall. So why don't you tell us, I know I've had you and Audra on before, but why mm-hmm. don't you tell the audience the origin story of your company, and then we'll move to your work on innovation and compliance. Sounds good. So One Stone Creative, it started a little over two years ago now. And my co-founder is a woman named Audra Casino, who has a background in commercial radio production. Mine is in online marketing, kind of digital strategy, online education. And we worked together at the same firm for a little while. Over the years, we kind of went our separate ways. But then two years ago, Audra reaches out out of the blue. I hadn't heard from her in well over a year. And she says, hey, do you want to start a business together? And I said, absolutely. I'd love to start a business together. Because I'd always really enjoyed her and been working with her. And it's been a lot of fun since then. We started out trying to create sort of a video marketing company. And it failed entirely. Couldn't sell anything. It was absolutely awful. And then we started getting into podcasting for one client we were introduced to on the basis of, hey, maybe these people can help you. Podcasting worked for us. We started rolling it out more and more, getting referrals, making you know new connections in the space. And yeah, here we are now producing podcasts for lots of interesting people. So let's turn to innovation and compliance. Mm-hmm. Why don't you help the listener understand your end of the creative process? So I called you up and I said, I have this idea. But you took this idea and really formed it out into not simply a mental blip, but to put some graphics around that, to put a mm-hmm. campaign to start it around it. Why don't you walk us through how you would start somebody out in the podcast room? Oh, yeah. And I love nothing like a podcast launch. So uh, like as all podcasts do, it started with an idea. And Tom, you had this idea for a podcast that you wanted to do. And so as we were talking to you about what that might involve, what you wanted to talk about, the kind of people you wanted to talk to, and I think I believe you had the name coming in, Innovation and Compliance. But we just took that together and made the audio brand for it and the the visual brand for it, which is the cover art and the sound that happens at the beginning of the episodes. And that's to something that we do with every podcast to create kind of an AV identity for the show. And that kind of provides a framework for the episodes to follow when you kind of set out as you mean to go on or you start as you mean to go on. It gives you a nice way to think about what you're doing and who you're creating it for and why you're creating it. And then it came down to just, you know, letting the audience that you already had, and you had a big audience when we were getting started, know that there was a new show coming out. So just kind of creating those materials to make that available and then uh, doing the ongoing production, which is a lot of fun. 
So you have correctly informed the audience you are not a lawyer <laughs> and, and that you are not a compliance professional. Uh, we will tell the audience that neither is Audra. Nope. Uh, but you guys have really seemed to enjoy producing this podcast. So I was wondering what it is that has interested and intrigued you all so much from the production side in terms of the audios recordings that I've submitted for production. Well, there's a couple of things that have been really interesting. I mean, Tom, we've been, you know, friends and colleagues for a while now. You know, I'm a giant nerd, just like I know you're a giant nerd. So when I didn't know, like, compliance as an industry, I almost didn't know existed really before we got into work together. Like I knew kind of, you know, it was a thing people must take care of. But now I feel like I know a lot about it. And that's been really fascinating just from a learning perspective, learning like all the nuances and all of the importance of this whole community of people who are working in a field. I didn't know about it all. And it's been really, really interesting. And though the way the compliance affects so many different things, I just find fascinating, you know, as a person who lives and works in the world, that's really cool. And then kind of the series. Tom, one thing I really like about working with you is you're not afraid to niche and you're not afraid to, I mean, even though you don't go out, I'm making a podcast for this person. You're just like, I really like Sherlock Holmes. We're doing a week long series about it. You know, enjoy it, everyone. And I think that's so great. I think it's so great. And I think people appreciate it. I appreciate it. My team appreciates it. And I think you come across really strongly in your podcasts. And that is fundamentally one of the things people like about audio is that they get to feel like they know the host. I don't think you were wrong when you said it's kind of intimate. A listener who gets to know a host, that is sort of an intimate relationship because you're in their life when they're doing things like you're part of them, part of their days. And I think that's really cool. So I have to credit Jeannie Dietrich for that. I've mm-hmm. known Jeannie for about 10 years now, and probably the first thing I learned from her was go niche. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I have learned through this experience has been a little bit different. Yours was the exposure to the compliance profession. I've really tried to focus on the innovation part, mm-hmm. and I've tried to bring people who had innovative products, innovative services, or even innovative ideas to the compliance professional so that they might think about how could they incorporate those into their compliance programs. And it seems to me that there are two types of true innovators. Mm -hmm. There's the innovator who we used to call it the mad scientist who had the aha moment, Mm -hmm. but it's really someone who does or a team who does a series of steps and the last step becomes the true innovation, but it wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for 10 iterations up to that time. Mm -hmm. So they work very hard and they come up with something new. The other one is, and the one I find the most interesting, however, is someone who looks at the same thing you and I do, or you and I look at a problem 50 times, someone else comes in and looks at it and they see something completely different. Mm -hmm. And they say a completely different way to solve it. And those are the people that really interest me. And those are the people that I get most fired up about on this podcast, because sometimes in the middle of it, I just go, wow. You know, I had never thought of that, and I don't think anybody else I know ever thought of that. And those are the people that I think really lead as many of the breakthroughs is they just simply have a different perspective on things. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see where the second hundred takes us. Oh, same here. All right. So if someone wants to find out about One Stone, where do they go? Easiest way is to go to onestonecreative.net or to email me at megan at onestonecreative.net. I'd give you my phone number, but I won't answer it because I'm a millennial. So, <laughs> Well, she <You> also, <laughs> she's Canadian, so if you're in Canada, say yeah. hello. Absolutely. Please do. Megan, this has been a ton of fun. Tell Audra thanks so much for her submissions. I absolutely will, Tom. Always a pleasure. 
If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.